All right. Hi. Uh, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. All right, okay, I'm gonna get this. All right, I'm gonna get this thing going. Hang on. Give me two seconds. Let's see. Hopefully, this will test this. Just give me. All right, equipment is being tested while that's going on. I would like to welcome everybody to the Blindside Podcast, the very first episode of 2021. Happy New Year, everybody. I have my guest here, Rachel Ng, a.k.a. the Blind DNFJ Typologist. Welcome to the Blindside, Rachel. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And, You're uh, welcome. This is a pleasure to uh, be on. All right, tonight's topic is downloadable content, or DLC, and the greed of gaming. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk about not only video games, but we're going to talk about games for the blind and visually impaired. Uh, Rachel, you do play a lot of, uh, you said trivia games, correct? Trivia games, and there is a set of them called, uh, the blindfold games. There, I mean, there's several kind of games. I like word games. I do play some blindfold games, and mm-hmm. sometimes some audio games, but, yeah. Alright, do any of these games that you play require you to purchase additional content packs, such as trivia packs, Level packs, quest packs, etc. Yes, I've seen that in like trivia, um, and then the blindfold games you have to buy like more coins or more cookies to play, or more tokens, or or further packs and sounds and stuff like that. Right now, I'm going to talk a little bit about the video game aspect, uh, and what you're referring to is the microtransactions and its downloadable content. Mm-hmm. Um, what they're doing is they're giving you this content saying, okay, you can buy these cookies or these coins or whatever, and you have to pay to play. Kind mm-hmm. of a pay-to-play mentality. Now, in the world of video games, um, there are publishers that a lot of uh, game genres these days, uh, fighting games are notorious for this. They'll come out with a game, right? Mm-hmm. Like. The best example I would say, think of would be, uh, let's say, The King of Fighters 14. Um, okay, that came out a few years ago. It had, like, maybe 20 or 30 characters at launch. I didn't get the base version. I just waited because I wanted to wait on the complete version. Sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they released their season passes with more characters to basically to get all the characters and said you had to buy both downloadable content passes, all the costume packs. Well, I want to let you, and I'm sure you're not much of a video game player, but to any listeners that might be that are listening, the King of Fighters Ultimate Edition, that's going to have everything. The King of Fighters 14 Ultimate Edition, I should say, will be dropping on PS4, Xbox One, on uh, PS4. Yeah, it it is on PS4. On January 20th, so on January 20th, the Ultimate Edition gets you everything, all the content. That's why I didn't buy the regular version. I wanted to wait for the Ultimate Edition, you know? That's pretty soon and pretty neat, yeah. Get it it all in one pack. Now, um, when you play audio games, uh, do you have any experiences where they make you buy additional content, downloadable content, microtransactions? Yeah. In game. And then, so sometimes they let you buy, like, uh, unlimited, kind of like what you're talking about as well. Uh, so you would just buy it once and you could use the content 
forever. Yep. Um, but but they also have different packs. Like it depends on the game. It depends on what. Ah, uh, yeah. It it, it it's it varies in with you know with what I play too. Um, because I game on. For those of you who don't know, uh, I game on PS4. And uh, Rachel, could you uh explain to the listeners what type of uh platforms you game on? Like if it's PC, if it's like a certain device. Well, I um these um blindfold games are for now only made on the iPhone. Um, the audio games are mostly made on <sighs> the iPhone um uh, platforms. So it's very nice you can play them for the blind listeners. You can just play them on um, on the phone. Um, there's quite a few suggestions um, on Apple. Nice. Do you want to look into those? So. Do you have any suggestions for the player, for the listeners uh, that not only are blind, but who might be curious about audio games yeah. in general? Um, I don't know. I... Um, call me weird but i always like you know like the, the reactions games like bop it and so there's this uh there's this um it's called audio runner i think they're trying to they're trying to uh emulate this game that was like a running game like that for I- yeah um are you talking about uh trip runner bit runner i think is what it is I think, um, there's, uh, I mean, like I said, I've not played an audio game in years. I mean, or, or a game for the blind, the last, uh, quote unquote game for the blind that I played back in the nineties. And you might remember this, uh, Rachel, it's called Zork, the adventures of Zork. Do you remember that? Up, oh, Rachel might be having some uh, difficulties, but as we uh, get through those, I do want to uh, take this quick moment before I go into some uh, of the video games that have DLC and microtransactions to plug a website. And I know that uh, the listeners out there uh, that are listening may uh, be wondering, Blind Metal Gamer, why are you? Ah, there you yes, are. Yes, okay. My iPhone locked. I'm like, okay, what happened? Okay. Uh, okay, okay. So, uh, you you were thinking about maybe Bit Trip Runner. No, That's what I'm I think thinking. It of. Was, I think it was a regular thing. Maybe it was called hmm. Temple Run. I think it's. I don't. I don't hmm. remember what it was, but it was something like that. And it was trying to simulate. Oh. It's like a running forever game, and you. Try to duck the obstacles and run. Yeah, that's what Bit Trip Runner is. It's, okay. it's basically a running game, and what you do is you just jump and you have to jump and jump on it. It's weird. Um, so yeah, like uh, one suggestion for the. I mean, I suggested the King of Fighters 14 Ultimate Edition, but I would like to ask you a question real quick, mm-hmm. Rachel. Veering off topic slightly, do you uh, like uh, different types of jewelry or things like that? I don't wear much like bracelets. jewelry. Um, All right. I, well, why do you ask? The reason why I'm asking is because if you, all right, for you and any of the listeners out there that might be wondering why I inquired such a thing, um, there is a site that I would like everyone to check out. It's called Blind Girl Bling. That's B-L-I-N-D-G-I-R-L-B-L-I-N-G dot com. They have an assortment of things such as bracelets and other, you know, 
bling. And it's ran by a girl that's totally blind. So hence blindgirlbling.com. They have a variety of items for guys and gals. So no one is excluded. Um, I've heard their prices are quite reasonable. Uh, not too expensive, but not cheaply made either. So kind of middle of the road. Uh, yes. Um, and I told this individual I would promote on the podcast. So to everyone out there, go to www.blindgirlbling.com and check out her amazing wares and check out those amazing prices. Okay. Now, um, what I was going to suggest was for anybody that's looking for any uh, video games as far as uh, downloadable content. And, uh, and as I'm talking the greed of gaming, microtransactions. Have you ever heard of a game, Rachel, called Star Wars Battlefront 2? No, but I'm not really into video games as such, but yeah, I'm sure. The reason why I'm inquiring is because, you know, we were talking earlier about the packs and how you had to buy certain packs for certain games. Yeah. And, you know, even with, with this game, it was notorious. They had what's called loot boxes. You had a random drop of loot, and you had to pay real-world money. Hmm. You could either do the random drop thing, or you could pay real-world money to increase your chances of getting the characters you wanted. So basically gambling in these type could of games. Could you not pay? Uh, yeah, I don't. Honestly, I don't know because I never touched it. Uh, I did hear that they did remove all the microtransactions, so thank God for that. As for uh, games with egregious downloadable content practices, I do want to touch on one that I've been wanting to talk about for a while. I know, again, you're not a big video game player, but for those of you who are listening, are you familiar with Street Fighter Cross Tekken? If so, if not, it's basically a 2.5D fighting game where Tekken characters would fight Street Fighter characters, right? You would think, awesome, it had a good accessibility feature, sweet, you know, um, had a lot of cool stuff um, that you would have loved. There was one thing, though, uh, that you would have hated. You want to know what that was? What? There were two, there was downloadable content, right? And you, mm-hmm. like in the King of Fighters? Yeah. But it was, see, people, they do what's called data mining, okay? Where they'll take the game and they'll data mine it. Well, when they data mine the disc based version of the game, the characters were already on the disc. The files were already there. Switch to release it because they made it pay to use. You had to buy it, basically. It was already done and, and ready to go, but you couldn't get it unless you paid for it on the date they specified. You have to pay for what? You had to pay for these additional characters, and the oh. characters' files to use them were already on the disc. Interesting. Yes. The company that made the game, Capcom, got a lot of heat for it. They got a lot of fire for what they did with this. Um, I was happy Like, uh, Angry Joe wasn't happy about it. A lot of people weren't. Just very angry about this. And, uh, you know, some of these game publishers will do that, you know, for, for money, for greed. Um, so, Rachel, uh, do you have any type of particular game that you like that has zero microtransactions, zero downloadable content, you get it, and you got it forever? Yeah, I mean, there, and you, there, there are 
still quite many out there on the App Store, mostly, like, I don't know, um, like, there's a couple of blindfold games that are like that, there is audio games that are like mm-hmm. that, there's this really, uh, basic one, it's like, it's a lot more like, it's, it's a lot more like, it's these reaction games, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it, I mean, there's definitely some, and and it's it's good because because you don't have to spend a lot of dough on games and. Oh yeah, you get it, and you have all the content, and you can enjoy it forever. Yeah, I, I think I, I I mean while I understand the business side of it, um, mm-hmm. it, it, it oh, can yeah. be it it can definitely be expensive, and like for the trivia games, every time you move up a level, you have to pay something or or. Or or some or you want a new challenge, you have to pay something, and it's like, and I'm not, you know, and and I'm not trying to be mean here, but but it's sometimes it gets expensive. It's like, yeah, I want to play a new game of trivia. I'm bored of these already, but yeah, like see, I don't, you know, and and again, you you play a lot of more of the blind centric games, whereas I'm playing, you know, PS4 uh, fighting games, uh, things well, like that. It, it, it's it's in a, in a way it's the same concept where they release yeah. these these season passes. What the? Let me. Can I share a story? Sure. Okay. Dead or Alive Six. For those of you who are wondering, Dead or Alive Six is a PS4, Xbox One fighting game, and I get word of it. Right. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, DLA Six. I'm probably gonna like it. But something in my gut told me to hold off. Something in my gut just told me, do not buy that yet. Blind Metal Gamer, don't touch it. You're not going to want You're going to be happy. Okay. And so here I am thinking, hmm, why would that be? I look at the season pass, and let me guess how much the first season pass was. Hmm. Not sure. Take take a guess. Just take a guess. 20 or $30? I don't know. Uh, wrong. Give up? Yeah. yeah. $93. That's a hefty price. Was it worth it? Uh, yeah, uh, I didn't know because I didn't buy it. The point being is, isn't that a little bit high for a season pass? Hmm. That's a bit much. I mean, it's you know? expensive and, if it's worth it, I guess. But, but the question would be, is it really worth that much? And, and so, so sometimes... Yeah, I mean... Sometimes the answer is yes uh, and sometimes it's no, but... Yeah, like, like there's uh, one thing that I, I, I kind of got into uh, called Fire Pro Wrestling World, and I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, okay, cool, it's, it's an old-school wrestling game, I'm going to love this. Then, I look at the season passes, 50 bucks a pop, and you don't get all the content with it. Mm-hmm. You just get a portion of it. Then they sell you more content, and more and more and more. Yeah. I'm like... What I mean, do they ever do that to you with your with the the blind games? Do it in like pass forms, where like you'll get a season pass worth of content, and or do they do it in each individual thing? It depends. Um, I think it's mostly individual. I I would say the trivia games aren't blind games, but they're iPhone like word games and such. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I say I call them that because they're probably more like one of them likely to be voiceover accessible. Yes. Yeah. Whereas the games that I play aren't on iPhone, they're on console and PC. But the point is, is they're making money off these passes. Yeah. 
and off these off these individual packs. Well, I'm on something like Dice World, and the thing is, mm-hmm. um, I mean, if, I mean, it's free to play, right? Mostly, but if you want cool right. sounds or more sounds or more dice or more bonus rolls or unlimited bonus rolls or um, I'm trying to think of like other things, then you have to pay a monthly subscription for it, and it's like uh, this this can stack up pretty quickly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and me—I'm a part of what's called PlayStation. Uh, it allows for two free games a month. Oh, and nice. I buy the yearly subscription. I buy it on a yearly basis because if you buy, I think it's like three dollars a month or something, or five dollars a month. That can add up pretty quick. Well, I mean, yeah, at least it's it's the entire PlayStation. But this this is usually annual subscriptions game per game per game and it's like this this if you play many games, which I actually don't, it can mm-hmm. actually add up. Oh I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. If they're on a game by game basis, then yes. I mean I know a lot of like what they're called massively multiplayer online role playing games. And I stay away from them because not only do you have to buy the game itself and its expansion packs, but you have to pay a monthly fee on some of those things. Uh uh-uh. uh, not doing it. Now there are some like the Elder Scrolls Online where you just buy it and you have it and you can play it. Now you have to buy the expansions, but you know. But still, the point is, out of you. Yeah. Um, like, you know, uh, one other game. Uh, can I make a a point and then we can talk about um, sure. the next phase of this. Uh, for uh, the reason why I'm so picky about fighting games and the ones that I'll support and get behind is because of what uh, the binding of J- typologist Rachel and I were talking about the whole concept of the content that you have to pay for. You know, it's almost like you have to pick and choose, isn't that correct? Yeah, I mean, you, you have to pick and choose and see what you actually want to do, and you go, okay, I don't have the money. I yeah. obviously can't play. All of them, and and you have to be watchful on what you you know purchase. So it's like I couldn't support every fighting game. There's no way, you know. Well, yes, and and you were talking about a gambling game before, and I was gonna say that sometimes those it, things can be it, dangerous. Well, because it can get. It wasn't a, a gambling game in and of itself. The reason why I called it, I used the gambling analogy, is because. The loot boxes were like gambling, but it wasn't a gambling game in, in its own right. It was a, yeah. It was because of the in-game purchases, it would be like essentially gambling, and it would be promoted to, to small children of, oh, mom, dad, you know, I like Star Wars. Can I get this game? Oh, sure. You know, I can play with my friends online, blah, blah, blah. Then when they get it and they d- discover that you had to, you know, you could either uh, grind for the currency to, to do the, get the in-game cards yourself or you can pay with real world money and get the cards faster in a loot drop with a percent chance you know begging the parents for money want money for and you know come on I mean do they promote it for kids it's actually rated T for teen 13 and up that's good but the point is it's it's like we, we talked about earlier they're want they the, the developers are wanting money yeah in, in any case you know either be it 
the blindfold games or the trivia games or these iPhone games or even the, you know, console games, they want money. It's all about the money to them. They don't care about, uh, I mean, I'm sure that they want to give consumers good content and I get that, but, um, you know, come on, like, okay, Tekken 7, it's a fighting game, it's a mixed martial arts fighting game. They just launched their fourth season back in uh, November of this past year. Mm-hmm. So, for that, basically have so far at least one character in one stage. They're taking their time with developing the content to get it right. Now that I can get behind, you know, buying a season pass and then having to wait for the content. I know the waiting has to suck, but you know, you're getting a better product. Wouldn't you agree? Wait, you have to wait. You have to wait for them to be done with the content. Oh yeah. Then when it drops, you get it for free. And that's what I like about, uh, SNK with their samurai showdown. Um, and then, uh, NetherRealm Studios with Mortal Kombat and Injustice. They get what I love about NetherRealm is, and I'm sure you can, you might disagree. You know, I'm sure you've played a game like this, but have you ever played a game where the game that you get out for for paying up front gives you a sizable amount of content, and then gives you more content on top of that? Hmm. What I was gonna say was like with Mortal Kombat and Injustice, you would get a roster of like 25 characters. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you would get even more characters on top of that over a period of X amount of months. Mm. You know, because what they do, they give you a good quality base game with uh, single player stuff, multiplayer stuff, a good, a healthy roster of characters, you know, to keep you busy until the DLC comes out. And then they'll stagger out that DLC, you know, downloadable mm-hmm. content. They'll stagger it out and, and, and you know, say two-month increments, just as an example. And they will um, work on it and refine it and make it good. What do you think about that practice? Does any of the games within uh, audio games or blindfold games or iPhone games do that practice? Where they give you a bunch of content up front and then add more content onto that over time. Yeah, I th- I think there there are definitely some like that. If the new story, especially these um audio adventure books come out, like mm-hmm. choose your choose your adventure kind of game. They come on a new episode, maybe the first mm-hmm. one's for free, and then the next one you have to pay for. Um, right, but are these episodes like short? Are they pretty lengthy? Are they? It all depends. I think they're somewhat lengthy. Uh, so it's basically a thing where you can basically get invested into it, and then when the new content comes out, you can invest, come back and invest in the new content. Yeah. Now, that's what I'm talking about right there. That, to me, is downloadable content done right, you know? Yeah. That's that's it done right. I mean, when you have, like, the way that uh, EA did the, the Star Wars Battlefront 2, they, they just train wrecked that with... Uh, the microtransactions and the loot boxes, they didn't have to do that, but eventually they turned those off. Mm. Um, then, let's see, I'm trying to think of another good suggestion here. Oh, yes, uh, like an example would be, okay, more, uh, Mortal Kombat 11. 
I got that game the day it came out. You know, when they first announced pre-orders, I jumped all over it, right? Nice. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted the big high-end premium version, right, with the combat pack. Mm-hmm. That I paid a pretty hefty penny for it, but it was worth it. I got the base game and the first six DLC characters. Nice. All for one cost, you know, and then they added another pack in May of uh, 2020 called the Aftermath Pack. So a year after the game's release, they had another pack with three characters and a story expansion. Then just two months ago in November of last year, they added Combat Pack 2 with three more characters. Now see how they staggered out the downloadable content and gave you a bunch of content at the beginning? Yeah. That's how I think these these other game companies should do it. They should stagger out the content and, you know, yeah, it was a bit pricey, you know, but it was worth the investment because I knew I was getting good quality as, a, sure, as, yeah. a, as a consumer. And you even um, did this with your, uh, you said this with your choose your own adventure type books, uh, type game things. Yeah. Is there any particular like choose your own adventure type game that you would recommend to our listeners? Oh, I think it was like, uh, it was, it was a. I like a lot of the. Um, A lot of the what? We got some technical difficulties here. Uh, as we await those to be resolved, I'll go on and quickly talk about my recommendation. Ah, oh, there we my go. My phone locked again. But yeah, um, I didn't. Okay, your recommendation of audiobook games. Yeah, I, I cannot remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think it's called. Oh, I cannot remember it. It's like. Oh yeah, choice of games. There are a lot of good ones. There's one called like, um, it's about a detective, and he goes. I can't remember the name of, but choice of games has a lot of good ones. Um, okay, choice of games. I have like to keep a, that in mind. It's a, it's a lot of like, and now choose your option. Which one do you choose? Do you dare do this, or do you want to do this? And then there was one about. Oh, I think it's called Orpheus Rouge, um, or whatever it's called. And uh, it talks, I think that one was a guy that was at a boarding school, and you could touch somebody, and you could get into someone's body. It was freaky, but it was interesting. Like, Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, it was. And it was, it was an interesting, it was an interesting um, concept. Um, it, it was, hmm. it, it was very explorative and you got a lot of narratives and, and like and stories and it was very much a, 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 I, I like the story aspect of it because it's like reading a book but it's in a game format and then you get to like play and read at the same time and it's like oh this is this is interesting because because you essentially get to be the story nice yeah See, now that's the type of thing I can get behind because you get a lot of content there. You get a lot of stuff there. and You don't got to, you know, it's either free or very reasonably priced. 
Um, as for uh, free to play on the video game side, uh, I would say go with uh, Genshin Impact, uh, Path of Exile. Um, um, man, and that those would be my only really two picks. But the point is, is that these games, the games that you mentioned, the game I mentioned, they don't really have a lot of heavy microtransactions. You know, you get what you get. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can spend real world money on it if you want to, but you don't have to is the thing. Yeah. Um. All right. So what I was going to say was I do want to recommend something to our listeners. Um, you recommended Orpheus Rouge, which I'll have to kind of check that out and kind of look into it. Um, I do, if anybody out there is, who's listening is gaming on console and likes a good uh, fighting game, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate Edition. Let me tell you why I recommend this. You get all the content that's been released so far for one price. Mm. Now, isn't that cool? Yeah. Did that? Uh, okay. In uh, with blind games, audio games. Did they release like any like complete editions of the game where they have you pay one price yeah. and you get the whole game plus every single piece of additional content that was released? There's quite a number of games like that. Yeah. Did you have any suggestions? Uh, I'm trying to think of a game like that. Um. Oh, actually, I think a lot of the choice of games you have to pay for, but 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 you do get what you get. You do get like. So, in other words, once you pay for it, you get a, a good dose of content. Yeah. And you don't have to pay for any more downloadable content or additional sounds or. Um. Anything like that. I'm trying to think of a game like that. Um. Well, there, there's some on the computer, actually. There is... I don't know if it's... It might be free. I'm not quite sure. I think... I don't know if Liam's games still work on the computer, but it was like that. You paid once, mm. and then you didn't have to pay anymore. Um, like, Easter Egg Hunt. I think... Was it... I think there was a paid version. There was a free version, and then I paid... For, but but so some of his games were paid only. Oh, there's some on the computer. There is... Um, Silver Dollar Saloon. It sounds like you have to pay, like, but but it's a, like a, it's an audio fighting game. Like well, part part of it's fighting. There's a brawl game that you could fight, and then there's um. Oh, nice. A reaction game where you go in and you blow up coins. Um. Oh wow. That that game is cool. Um, but like I I like you literally use audio and you try to blow up coins and it's like a reaction game, but it it's. It's it's pretty neat, and so yeah, I think those you just pay once, and you get the entire game, and you don't have to pay anymore, and you just it's the game itself. That that's the way that a lot of these should be. I wish that a lot of these fighting games would go back to you pay for it, you get it, and if they have any hidden characters, you can unlock them through playing the game. You know, uh, that made me think of a game that I've been kind of playing on and off. Uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Basically, you buy the game, you get the game, but in order to to unlock the additional characters, you have to pay with either Golden Bucks, which you can buy from the PlayStation Store with real money, or you can use what's called Battle Bucks, which which you accrue or earn in the game. So, yeah, I I think um a lot of the games I'm talking about only have like one set of characters, and it's or 
or, mm-hmm. or the uh, change reaction game is purely just you and coins, and you blow up coins, and you just do your yeah. thing. Oh yeah, that that's cool. Um, the reason why I brought up Battlegrounds to everyone that might be listening is uh, tonight we're talking about the greed of gaming, downloadable content, microtransactions. Uh, with Battlegrounds, you can buy different amounts of golden bugs to unlock characters. Mm-hmm. I think, and, and you'll probably agree with me on this one here, Rachel. Um, wouldn't you agree that that is a bit greedy in terms of the practice? I, I, I can see both sides. Yes, I can see that. And then I can see how they have to earn a living. But, but for, for sure, I mean, for it can be a little bit steep. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get they have to have their living to support themselves and their families. But, yeah. you know, come on. No, it, I, it, I, you I, know, I, for like for $50, you, like, I think like 1400 or 6500 golden bucks, I forget which. But that's $50 is the price of either a uh, cheaper uh, PS4 game. <sighs> for 50 bucks, let's see, you could get either that or you could get a game that's on sale. Or you could buy other stuff with it, you know. But, you know, 50 bucks for that many golden bucks, to me, that's ridiculous. That's just wanting your money right there. Wouldn't you yeah, agree? Yeah, I, I guess I can see I can see that. I mean, some some stuff requires, like, I think I have played some that required some, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like. I I think there is some Mm. that requires something like that um, in terms of like Mm -hmm. the the game money or the gameplay. I I like like equal, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do think that's kind of an interesting concept, but but it can get steep for sure. It's like, okay. Oh, yeah. A lot of games. Like there's a game that I didn't play and I probably will never touch it. It's called Metal Gear Survive. In order to, you can make your first new character for free, but if you want to make another character, you have to pay like $10 to get the amount of coins you need just to make that character. You know? To me, that's a little much. Because if you're on a fixed income, or if you're, a per- like, um, okay, have you ever heard of a game called Starlink Battle for Atlas? No. I got it over the holiday season, okay. right? A friend of mine gave it to me as, as a Christmas present. I thought, okay, I'll try it. So I, I get killed in the first part of the game, right? I thought, okay. So I had to end up, it said, if you want more strips, you have to basically go to the play, to the PlayStation Store or Xbox Store or eShop or whatever on your Switch and buy what you would need with real money. And to me, that's not right. If you're going to want to play this game and you want to get it for, like, your kid or whatever. Could you get around it? Be warned. No, well, you had to get these, they're called Toys to Life, and you had to get these, uh, these toys and everything to bring them to life, and there was no way to get around it, so, uh, personally, that one game didn't work in my favor, but I'm just saying that if anybody does want to buy a Starlink button for Atlas, or thinks about buying it, I would be very leery on it, because of the way that they did the, uh, microtransactions and the way that they handled those microtransactions. So, uh, Rachel, do you know of any games that are like that where, you know, if, if you, you know, fail or whatever, you have to pay to, to keep playing? 
Um, fortunately, no, I don't think I know any of those. I mean, if you run out of coins, but I, I but but that's more. To yeah, think. that's what that's what I mean. That's what I mean. If you like run out of something, or because that's what happened with the Starlink game. I ran out of the sh- the ship basically blew up, and I basically had to buy a new ship. Yeah, it's kind of like your. They have a store like in that one game, but they have to go mm-hmm. buy. They have to. Every game requires a coin. It's kind of like you know a casino game, like like a like, you know a slot machine. You have to put a coin into play. Mm-hmm. That's the closest oh, thing yeah. you can think of. And if you don't put a coin in there, you can't play. And then you have only mm-hmm. X amount of coins. And then when you run out of coins, it's like, okay, you can either buy the unlimited coin pack or you have to just go and buy coins. Yeah, see that that type of practice, I couldn't I couldn't support that because, um, to me, like if you're on a fixed income, and you have to, and I see where the unlimited coin pack would be a value that, at that aspect, but like if you had to be very very careful with your income and all that, um, I could see where that type of game could be a bit of a of a hassle. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've covered complete editions, uh, microtransactions on ultimate, uh, editions. Uh, right, uh, right real quick before I, uh, go in and, uh, send out the, uh, voicemail for, uh, next week and kind of sure. plug next week. Uh, is there any type of games that you would not recommend to our, to the listeners that you would not recommend that you've tried? Um. Best. Based on what we've talked about tonight. Well, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I wouldn't recommend or recommend a game, but yeah, I mean. Hmm. I don't know how to answer that question, but yeah, that's a. All right. It seems like from what we've talked about tonight on the podcast, um, you've gave uh, me some ideas for some good game suggestions to check out. Uh, I do want to let everyone know that, and, and you might want to check this out too, the evil chocolate cookie on YouTube. Go check her out. She plays a lot of those audio games that we've talked about. Oh, interesting name. Evil and, chocolate and, and, cookie. Yeah, and she streams them too. Oh, does she? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Maybe she's you totally blind, her on the show so. at one point. I'm, I'm, I might. I may at one point. Um, you know her in person? No, we haven't met in person, but we, we, I'm going to maybe pitch the idea at some point. But yeah, to everybody out there that's listening, I'm uh, going to kind of wrap up here. I do want to let everyone know that next week on January 17th, Kyra Super Saiyan and I are going to be back to talk about re- uh, re- remakes and remasters. Now, the last time you heard Kyra and I talk, we talked about retro games. This is much different next week. So, if you all have any questions for Kyra or I regarding retro retro uh, remakes or remasters, let us know. Send a voice message. I'm going to be sending out the link on Twitter, and um, you know to get that out. So, if anyone has any questions, just use the voicemail link I'm going to send for Kyra Super Saiyan and I about remasters and remakes. So, 
uh, Rachel, do you have any final thoughts for our listeners before I wrap up? Yes, I don't know if I'm allowed to uh, say you can find yes. my own podcast. Um, I'm at the blind ENFJ typologist for now. I need to change my name. Um, but it's if I change, it'll be like the examined life from Jungian typology, but that might not. I'm actually created a channel on Anchor here. I'll be uploading it. Um, it is called... Um, well, we got some technical hiccups. But yeah, you can check out the Blind ENFJ Typologist on YouTube. The, the oh, there you are. I actually just created a channel on Anchor. I'm going to be trying to upload everything. It's called... Uh, it's it's actually called... It's my new name. I do want to change it to when Google allows me on YouTube, but it's going to be renamed to the examined life um, in Jungian typology. It's, and then I'm going to be going under by the blind ENTJ typologist. I've, and we, we, and you'll definitely hear about, you know, the different types and the journeys and, and my journey in typing. Um, I, yeah, that, that's a different story for another day, but Come check it out, and you'll learn a lot about how your how your strengths and your weaknesses work, and um, if you're interested in self growth and self practice and kind of uh, you know understanding self development, um, I will cover that. I'm planning to um, cover some more in terms of socionics. Um, I think at this point I'm L I E on there. Um, which is logical, intuitive, uh, extrovert, but I nice. I still can't be sure of that typing, so I'm holding off on the socionics content right now. Um, I'm fully decided what to do with it, but but yeah, hopefully you'll enjoy and hopefully you'll come by and check it out. And um, I will definitely have to do that. Also. To the listeners out there, you can check out uh, my podcast here on Anchor. It's also going to be on Spotify, CastBox, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Basically, anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find this show. Now, as for uh, other content, I do have a YouTube. It's youtube.com slash blindmetalgamer. And then you can follow me on Twitter at blindmetalgamer to keep up with all my content on there. So, with that being said... Again, Kyra Super Saiyan and I will be back next week to discuss remasters and remakes. And I'll be sending out a voice link for questions. So if anyone has any questions for Kyra and I about remasters and remakes, uh, you can name off your favorite remaster or what game you think needs a remake. Do so in the voicemail uh, section and we might feature it in the podcast next week. So with that being said, I want to thank uh, Rachel, the blind ENTJ typologist, for for, uh, coming on and discussing it. Downloadable content and microtransactions in gaming, the greed of gaming, um, with me. So, again, I hope everybody has a happy and healthy 2021. And I will look forward to seeing you guys, or hearing you guys, seeing you guys next time on the Blind Side Podcast. So, for the Blind ENTJ Typologist, I've been your host, Blind Metal Gamer. Thank you saying, so much. And yes, um, for having me. So long. All right. So long, everyone. Bye. And good night. Yeah.